All right, now let's get right into it, people. 1998, Urban Legend. This is probably the movie that, you know, as far as the post-Scream slashers are concerned, because Scream came out in, what, 1996? As far as the post-Scream slashers are concerned, this is probably the one that, I don't know, man. It's, it's so many things about this movie that always bring me to the conclusion that this movie doesn't, still to this day, does not get the respect that it deserves, man. I feel like Jamie Blanks does not get the respect he deserves as a director for giving us one of the most creative and just innovative, um, unique slasher movies after Scream. Now, obviously, Scream changed the game so much so that Every slasher movie after it, whether it was somebody in a slicker, whether it was somebody in a fucking, you know, a, a Woolrich, whether it was somebody in a fencing mask in the sequel to this movie that they ripped off a graduation day. I don't know if that's a fencing mask or if it's supposed to be a mask that looks like a microphone because they're, you know, handling equipment and they're film students. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But regardless of what the costume was, regardless of what the plot, the characters, doesn't matter. Everything was going to be compared to Scream. Scream has set the bar so high as far as teen slashers, the the slasher movie resurgence, horrors resurgence. You know, one, so, some would a lot would argue that Scream was the resurgence of horror, but be that as it may, man, Urban Legend is always the one that stood out. It was always one of my favorites. Low key, I kind of like this one better than I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. No, I like that better than both the ones I mentioned. Scream is definitely the OG. But as far as the ones that came after, like, let's think about it. You got, I know what you did last summer. I still know Urban Legend, Cherry Falls, Valentine, which was also directed by Jamie Blanks here. Um, you know, Venom was more of a supernatural teen slasher, but, you know, Kevin Williams didn't even wrote the script for that. But, you know, whether it was the the type of witty, upbeat, you know, self-aware writing, whether it was the casting, everything was going to be compared to Scream. But I feel like this one stood the test of time. This is kind of like how my bloody valentine the original one not that shitty 3d remake it's kind of like how my bloody valentine had its had its sense of um you know what's the word i'm trying to use authenticity it's like how they how they decided to separate that movie from the average slasher movie you know it, it did not feel like any other slasher that came after it even though every slasher in the you know late 70s and 80s was being compared to halloween and friday the 13th and things of that nature but <clears throat> excuse me people I, I listen i'm fresh off of the 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 commentary for the roommate y'all can check that out if y'all want but i already told y'all i got this little you know chest is a little tight right now the weather changed this little cough it's it's not kicking my ass but it's trying to but it will not get the best of me during these commentaries people but nonetheless man 1998 urban legend directed by jamie blanks written by silvio horta this one this has got uh, some familiar faces. It's got some horror familiar faces. And it's got some horror royalty in here, man. You got a young Jared Leto. Jared Leto really, he, he Jared Leto gets a bad break, man. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that people, they didn't give him a fair chance with the Joker movie, even though the majority of his scenes hit the cutting room floor. There wasn't enough to base him as, you know, the, the worst Joker ever. But I didn't mind his take as Joker over the top at times sure but if you want you know and a lot of people hate him just because of morbius and they hate sony and they hate they hate sony and dc altogether. but that's neither here nor there people have unrealistic you know uh judgment when it comes to actors in certain films but if you're really looking for for me personally a, a solid early jared little performance that stands out 
Definitely go check out uh, Requiem for a Dream, man. Him, Marlon Wayans, Jennifer Connelly. It's solid, man. It's really solid. Jared Leto gives a really good performance in there. You got Alicia Witt in here who's she's no stranger to the genre i'm not sure what other hard thing she's been in other than tv series the walking dead and she got a she got a bad come up into that shit man rebecca gayhart who's no stranger to the genre because she was she wasn't in a lot but she was in scream too michael rosenbaum this was was this before or after smallville i don't know i don't watch any of that cw shit but i think he did play lex luther in there uh loretta divine who not only gets to survive this movie, spoiler alert, but she also gets to survive the sequel. And if you guys have not seen the sequel, like I said, I, de- I definitely recommend y'all check out Urban Legends Final Cut. It's not the best slasher in the world, man, but it's 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 an okay follow-up. Joshua Jackson, you know, it's no there's a nice little needle drop in here that plays into the whole Kevin Williamson upbeat teeny witty type of shit I, I won't spoil it we'll cross that bridge when we get there the people that are familiar with this movie y'all know what i'm talking about we got tara reed before the sharknado movies and thank god for that and i think this was a year before she started doing the american pie movies uh john neville who is one of the og casting steals of this movie robert england who's one of the og casting steals danielle harris um natasha gregson wagner julian richings is in here if nobody knows who julian richings is are y'all familiar with the wrong term movies uh that first one in particular yeah he plays uh not salt uh, three finger i was about to say uh one eye but you know it's one eye salt tooth and three finger he plays the the crazy motherfucker that's always laughing all over the place and um did i mention brad dorf people is in this movie and he doesn't get a lot to do but he does get one of the the probably the most terrifying and effective lines in the entire movie some could downplay it and you know just be like oh it's a throwaway line i always love the way that he delivered that line man but people since i am two commentaries behind this one being the second one that i'm going to wrap up for today i am releasing a back-to-back double feature commentary later on tonight along with the roommate uh i actually already uploaded the roommate but i haven't like promoted it and posted it on social media just yet but it is up there for you guys to listen to Uh, both of these will be up at the same time obviously but being as though people were two commentaries behind and we're trying to wrap this up let's get into this commentary i'm back on voodoo that's where i found this people um thank god because i don't i don't know what other streaming services may have had this shit on there people but it is voodoo and and it is uh the theatrical version of it i don't know if there's any uh i don't remember any deleted scenes i would have to listen to the commentary uh, there is commentary for this movie by the way you know if, if y'all don't enjoy my commentary enough jamie blanks and i think michael rosenbaum and a couple other people they definitely do commentary it's a youtube channel called cinema voice that does their commentary y'all can check that channel out if y'all want that actually is a good uh you know, put me to sleep type of thing. Not that it's boring, but I, I, I fall asleep listening to commentary. But, but people, listen, I'm getting a little fucking sidetracked here, man. We're almost eight minutes into this intro, and I do want to get this commentary out of the way for y'all and have fun in the process of doing it. But people, like I said, it's on Voodoo Theatrical Cut for Urban Legend, just in case y'all are tuning in. And y'all know if y'all are tuning in, y'all are the true Tudor Reviews MVPs. So with that being said, people, let's jump into this commentary. Back to school, college-themed horror commentary for urban legend i will hit the play button in three two one oh I was, I was about to hit the table like come on goddamn it i get impatient i do and you know what i am such a dumbass um as if that was a surprise to anybody i 
you know, I went downstairs and came back up before I did this commentary, and I did not get my motherfucking ice water. I don't know if y'all would mind or not if I just hurried up and, you know, Barry Allen did down the steps and got my ice water. I don't know. Or should I just pause it and splice it up a little bit? I don't. I, I'm. I'm debating. I'm debating people. Oh my God! And I. I forgot Christopher Young. <clears throat> How could I? You know, talk about the cast and the writer and the director and how underrated and unappreciated this movie is, and not talk about Christopher Young's score. This is one of the best scores in in any post scream slasher movie. Christopher Young, by the way, if y'all don't know who he is, he is the composer of uh, Hellraiser. And you can you can hear a little bit of it in there, you know. not gonna lie if it was a slight splice right there like a little quick cut that was noticeable yeah i i i paused the audio and unpaused it really quick i had to run down and get my water people i'm sorry i I don't want to for one my chest is going to be tight uh breathing's going to be weird but um the water will help suppress this cough Stealing your roommate's birth control pills? Oh my god. Natasha Gregson Wagner, man, she, um. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the, the, the original movie. And poor Natasha Gregson Wagner, she can't, she, I, you know, I always used to get her and Parker Posey mixed up. But her, you know, she can't stay out of trouble, man. Like, she's the first legend in this movie. The opening kill. <coughs> can't sing worth a damn either. But she also, uh, she gets taken, she gets turned into a vampire in Buffy. I don't know how many people remember that, but she wakes up and Pee Wee Herman, you know, recipe shout out to the late, great Paul Rubens. He's standing in front of her and he's like, wake up, sweetie. You'll be late for school. Yo, her gas tank was clearly... It's like, did somebody shoot her fucking gas tank? Because the way the needle was dropping over to E. Jesus. The killer, I'm surprised she made it to the gas station. The killer had to endure that shit while, he, you know, he or she... Which is it? Was sitting in the back seat, Shit. waiting to kill her. Okay, please, please make it. That shit was like she could have she could have made it on fumes to the gas station. That's a little dramatic, shorty. I mean, she is a, she is a chick though. Like I don't know if she was. She's a very small chick, by the way. So I don't know if she was built to like push that big ass vehicle down the road so let me let me cut her a break here why she leaning forward with every honk like that 
ladies and gentlemen, Brad fucking Dorif. And uh, mind y'all, <clears throat> they just dropped the uh, trailer for Chucky season three. I have unfortunately decided not to continue commentary for season two. I did commentary for episode one. If y'all want to go check that out for season two, did all the season one commentary. But I only did the first one for season two. And um, I did watch episode two and three. And it is getting crazy, to say the least, in a Chucky series. But I'm going to stick with it. Season three, I, I won't watch that trailer until tomorrow. Trailer Tuesday. I'll, I'll give you all that trailer tomorrow. And it probably will spoil a lot since I haven't finished season two. But, I, you know, I don't know. I already Like, if they spoil and show Andy or Kyle, I already know they're coming back. Because I think Kyle was at the end of season one, where she was in the cemetery watching the kids. And there's no way they're going to kill Andy off, right? But can we get a, what the fuck is that kid's name? Tyler. Can we get Tyler and De Silva from part three? God damn. Maybe Jesse and Jade from uh, Bride of Chucky. I don't, I don't think Catherine Heigl would ever come back for a Child's Play series. Or what about uh, Catherine Hicks is her name? <coughs> and Brad Dorris, man, god damn it. What's Brad Dorris' best performance in a horror movie for y'all? Um not including the Child's Play series. I'm talking about where he's actually on screen. I wish that he was a full-blown character in Graveyard Shift so I could say Graveyard Shift. Him as the exterminator cleveland T tucker cleveland whatever his name was fire he almost has like this jaws like monologue you know how quint had the the monologue in the movie jaws but i i would say the exorcist 3 man as far as brad dorif goes i i like them in alien resurrection too i don't give a fuck what anybody says Hello? oh dear And the poor guy, he can't even get his words out because he stutters. Now, if you've seen the movie before, you watch this sequence. Look at the way she stepped over him, Alan Iverson style. But if you watch it, you know, you're initiated to it. You watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so stupid. He was just trying to warn her. But as a first time viewer, you would probably root for her to get away from this guy. She's she's doing the right thing. That is one of, if not the best line in the entire movie. That shit is almost nightmarish because he he. He was just pleading, man. He felt he seemed like he felt so bad he couldn't save her. And I love the way this is shot right here, where you see the like the lightning's flashing, but you see the killer just slowly creeping up behind her. Mm. Now they could have show. I don't know. Y'all would have to go listen to Jamie Blanks' commentary. I don't know if there was an alternate version of that where we saw the decapitation. But it works. That's one of the things I didn't mention about this movie. 
this movie, one of the things that works in its favor is that it is not heavy on the violence and gore. There is a lot of implication here. And they do that whole less is more thing. And it it's effective for the most part. Do I wish I would have seen her get her head cut off? Yeah, hell yeah. I, I love a good fucking decapitation. The voice of Pendleton University. Caller? Hello? I'm right here. Felicia, how can I help you? Well, um, it's kind of embarrassing. Spit it out. Why they got that sexy-ass music playing in the background? Fucking Stevie Wayne Ah, at Antonio Bay? Had yourself a little frat boy protein shake, did ya? Sasha, I'm feeling so sick. I mean, I swear, I can feel them swimming inside me. Should I, like, get my stomach pumped or something? Felicia, I think the only thing you need pumped (coughs) is the air out of your head. First, let me just congratulate you on your choice of sexual activity. Because, sweetie, the world is not ready for you to reproduce. Second, did you know that uh, ingestion of bodily fluids is a major safe sex no-no? Really? Really. My suggestion is that you just down a couple shots of Pepto, and next time, get away from the volcano before it erupts. That erupts up Well, that's, that's not good advice at all, because spitters are quitters. Sorry. She devours every issue of Cosmo. Calls it her Bible. So, Parker, finish the story about Stanley Hall. Right. So, uh, this guy, he was a professor on campus maybe 25 years ago. What did he teach? I don't know. (coughs) Abnormal psychology. You know, if you want to tell the story right. Not the point of the story, paperboy. Let me just say, I enjoy these characters, man. Uh, these characters have personality. You get a lot of slasher movies where characters are paper thin. They have no personality. They're they're not memorable at all. Um, I, I like all of them. I I really like like I like Sasha because she's like a radio personality, and I like Paul because he he's a he's a journalist. He's a messy tabloid journalist nonetheless, but. Oh. And what if he really stabbed himself with that fucking butter knife? So you have a frat party to commemorate a massacre. You betcha. Parker, let me let me get this straight. When this happened uh, 25 years ago, you were a sophomore. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a bullshit story you hear on every campus in the Northeast. Thank you. I mean, where's the proof? See, that's the thing. Pendleton knew damn well that enrollment would suffer permanently. So in cahoots with the national news media and various other powerful sources. Lee Harvey Oswald? Or is it Jack Ruby? No, 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 I know who it was. It was that FBI guy who used to used to prance around in women's underwear. He's the guy that covered it all up, huh? They talking about Marv Albert? Nope. That's the newsroom. I gotta go. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Where you go? If there's another E. coli crisis in the cafeteria, I want you to have the biggest, juiciest burger on me. I'd love to. That article almost got me the student Pulitzer. Bye, Paul. Bye, Paul. You know what his problem is? He can't stand any big story without having his byline on it. Oh, he is such a babe. All right. Did it seem like he was giving me the eye? 
Um, it was probably the mirror behind us. Should I ask him out anyway? <laughs> okay, if Parker's story is true and all those kids were murdered here, why haven't they torn down Stanley Hall? Because this story's not true, it's just a legend. If it's just a legend, then what's the problem? I yep. won't encourage this. Come on, Natalie, cut me a little slack. This is half the reason I transferred here. Now, what exactly happens when I say Bloody Mary five times? The person standing next to you wonders how you got into college in the first place. Well, Have y'all ever done this shit? Natalie. I my uh older brother and sister uh we we turned the lights out when we were kids in the bathroom but I ran the fuck out I, I'm I'm not with it you know I, I love horror movies and all that but Ironically enough, uh, and I don't know if I'm pretty sure they did that because this was a thing in the first movie. Urban Legend Three is actually called Urban Legends Bloody Mary, and it is a piece of shit, y'all. I I can goddamn guarantee y'all that it's a piece of shit. Charlie Conway, people. Joshua Jackson should have been in this movie way more. But uh, Urban Legends Bloody Mary is is so garbage. It's the, it's when they finally decided to go supernatural with the series, and it just falls flat on his ass, man. And then unfortunately, it was directed by Mary Lambert, who did the first two Pet Cemetery movies, who isn't a bad director. But I don't know what she was thinking with that shit. I think Kate Mara is in it from American Horror Story, and they do they do one of the one of the legends. That's actually in scary stories of telling the dark. They've got this girl who got a, who, you know, she got a spider bite on her cheek, and that shit, you know, all the spiders bust out of her face at one point in the movie. But they're super CG. It's just a bad movie overall, man. It's so terrible. Like Bloody Mary is literally stalking these fucking college kids. Straight garbage. Uh, well, okay. First of all, <clears throat> that's Danielle Harris, obviously. Horror royalty. And I wish they would give her her proper Halloween sequel. But who was fucking her? Marilyn Manson? He's smaller than she was. Like, I'm talking, like, weight-wise. Danielle Harris is a pretty short chick, but that dude was definitely skinnier than her. So I'm just, I'm wondering how he, how he pulled off Pound Town. Like, never mind doesn't even doesn't even matter i'm asking questions that don't matter um also for the uninitiated daniel harris and scout taylor compton they've got uh talk scary to me podcast and it is so decent man robert england people and it is, listen, Robert England's always going to be Freddy. Uh, I feel like there's somebody out there that could definitely do Freddy justice other than Robert England, but he's, he's always going to be Freddy, but it is so satisfying to see him do good acting in movies that aren't Nightmare on Elm Street. Because he's so much more than Freddy Krueger. And he puts that fucking, that Shakespearean gravitas up in there. Well, that really happened to a 
girl in my hometown. Oh, yes. I'm sure it did. I'm, I'm sure most of you grew up thinking that this happened to girls in, in all your hometowns, but it didn't. It actually happened to Carol Kane. I was just watching when a stranger calls back the other night. Is what we call an urban actually, well, I, I watched it again last night. Contemporary but I had to turn that shit off because I'm like, if I have nightmares about when a stranger calls back. Variations of this one going back to the 1960s. All of them contain the same cultural admonition. Young women, mind your children or harm will come your way. Agreed. That, that Cracker Jack watch. That's actually a really nice watch he's got with that cheesy ass alarm on it. No, I was just saying, like, maybe the cultural admonition is don't babysit. Why don't you come up here and volunteer for my little experiment? Hmm? Yeah, it's a great idea. Now, young lady. Jesus. Coming. Yeah, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll probably survive. I love how she almost dropped the bag of pop yeah, rocks. Pop rocks. They crackle in your mouth. Eat some. Now, have any of y'all ever done this back in the day? Ate pot rocks and drank soda. Me and a couple other people. Uh, from around the way when we were kids, we tried this dumbass shit back in the day. What's wrong? Something you might have heard. <laughs> right after uh, watching this movie on VHS. Well, supposedly, your stomach and your intestines, everything burst. Really? <coughs> Anyone you know die this way? Mikey, from the cereal commercial. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. Oh. Nah, I'm pretty sure Mikey, if he did pass, is from eating that you shitty mean, cereal. told you that this is Mike. Alive and well and working as an ad executive. No, that's Chunk from that? the Goonies. I'll do it. Joshua Jackson, his hair, like, the, the way his hair is dyed, it's almost like he's still pacey from Dawson's Creek, because I remember at one point, it was one season where Pacey got the tips of his hair frosted and dyed. And it's almost like he just went the full, you know, the full length with it in this movie. I don't know. Voila. Still alive. <laughs> As I said, class, this story is nothing but an urban legend. <laughs> Now, I wonder how many people in the theater bought this. Like, how many people thought that he was really going to, like, his insides were going to burst? He was selling it. Ugh. That shit's all in his fucking eyelid. So we've established <clears throat> Joshua Jackson's character Damon as the practical Joker, and we all know what happens to practical Jokers in slasher movies, people. 
He said hey to her and just fleed her immediately with his eyes. Otherwise, I'm going to have one hell of a retraction on my hands. Look at Robert Neville. He's like, you son of a bitch. What do you think you're doing? You can't just come and take every copy here. You're the one that wrote this inflammatory piece of... Inflammatory? Jesus. ...quotes about being deeply shocked and heartsick. For yours, Dean Adams, but... Let me tell you something, young man. The only lunatic on this canvas is you. I'm flattered. Can I quote you? Jesus. I have a quote for you. U.S. News and World Report named Pendleton the safest university in this country. You best believe I intend to keep it that way. So I fucked in Sydney and Randy Thank and you, gang Reese. go to that I'll school. Make sure and stick that in the special school safety edition. Hey, hold on a second. How about some interviews? You know how students react to uh, the tragedy on campus? Okay. I am saddened and moved by this the sudden... This was someone's life. Uh, did you even spend one minute thinking about that? No, I didn't. But because of my story, 3,500 students will. I think that's enough to help me sleep at night. It's pretty insensitive, man. Um, there, There's a very fine line with that journalism shit, man. That's one of the reasons, like, I, I don't know if I should compare the two right now. It's, it's one of the reasons why I don't use, the like, this platform to talk about certain issues. I don't know. I ain't trying to be a shock jock, man. I can't stress that shit enough. Well, that's horrible. Someone told me that she was listening to my show and it happened. I mean, my voice was probably the last thing she heard. Can you imagine? Okay, Tara Reid. Damn. It's fine with me. I'm hitting the half five of Killington this weekend. Hey, did anyone here know her? She roomed in daily. No. Hello? Space Cadet. Oh. No, I didn't know her. Actually, you know, uh, I did know her. You did? Yeah. And I'll miss her, too, because that girl gave great head. Again, <laughs> <laughs> she gave great head? Come on. I feel like at the time, that joke definitely probably landed. But being as though there's so many, you know, I made a whole episode called Getting Some Head and played the Getting Some Head song in the beginning that was based on decapitations. My whole episode was favorite decapitations in horror movies. I'm trying to think of what was on there. I, I, I think the Omen remake was on there. That is one of the best decapitations ever on screen. I know Riddick was on there. Obviously, Jason Takes Manhattan was on there. I love the song, man. I, I just never know what the fucking song is called. This is my phone line, too. You know, the, the, the goth emo shit, I wish they would have kept her character around just because she was into that. And look at her side of the room. Like, it's just, it just screams witchcraft. Natalie, it's Mom. Listen, sweetie, I'm just calling to make sure you're okay. Isn't it horrible about Michelle? Please call, okay? 
Damn, y'all remember those fucking box answer machines from back in the day? I never, we never had those at the, in the house growing up. We always had, we had the call ID, and then we had the one where you had to call the voicemail, punch the number in. Now, I wonder did they Photoshop these pictures, or did uh, did did Natasha Gregson Wagner and. Alicia Witt. Damn, I almost forgot her name. Parker said he's gonna pierce through his nose. But he's a dog. Yeah, there's no reason he can't be hit. No, that's okay, Damon. So, Natalie, you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. Listen, we don't have to go hang out with a bunch of drunken frat boys. What do you Just go someplace and talk. Mm. I don't really want this to get out around campus, but I can actually be a pretty good listener every once in a while. And it was a perfect moment for him to maybe almost kind of possibly sort of be a good guy. It's not that he deserved to die or anything, but he definitely was trying to get them cheeks. one of the best needle drop cameo song appearances in any slasher movie ever i don't know whose idea it was but if joshua jackson had not been in this movie they would not have put that shit in there it was it was perfect i'd really rather not talk to him it's completely understandable if you don't want to open up that's fine but i want you to know that i know exactly what <coughs> This could actually be a Charlie Conway spinoff. Like, maybe after D3, Charlie and his girlfriend broke up after they beat the varsity team, and he ended up going to Pendleton. My girlfriend, she's, uh... I don't know about y'all, but I'm waiting for a Mighty Ducks direct sequel. Not a direct sequel, but... Legacy sequel. D4. Because I couldn't get into the Game Changers. I tried it, people. Mighty Ducks TV show, I couldn't, could not do it. And, uh... After that, I, I was afraid to get close to anybody for a long time, but then it hit me, you know? Speaking of Joshua Jackson, I, listen, I still have so much love. if y'all were interested in watching that Fatal Attraction Paramount Plus series, don't. Nothing against Joshua Jackson. He... Joshua Jackson can do no wrong in my eyes, man. I, I like the guy and everything he's in, but Fail Attraction is just, it, it's not a good series. Nice try, Damon. That was a fairly good impersonation of a human being. I understand. You're afraid. But you don't have to be afraid anymore, Natalie. Hmm. <laughs> I have to be afraid to love. Damn. Start the car right now. Okay, that hurt. You know, I'm just trying to help you out here. You don't have to act like such a bitch. There's Pacey. Not act, believe me. You sure you don't want to think this over, you know, because I'm all about healing, Natalie. One black eye or two, Damon. You decide. I love her character, man. She, you know, she doesn't get to whoop ass the way I wish she would have as a final girl, but she is... I like her. She gets a chance to be tough. She gets a chance to cry and 
She gets a chance to try to figure out who the killer is. She gets a chance to hear the killer monologue, as they do at the end of the movie. But if we ever got an urban legend, like a proper sequel, because that third one was trash, uh, I would definitely bring her back. I would bring her back. Jared Leto. Um, oh, God, what's the girl's name that was in part two? You know, the more and more I think about who the killer is in this movie, there's no fucking way. That strength is ridiculous. But they do it all the time. You know, they do it in Scream. And, you know, when you see the killer and it's like, how the fuck did that person drag bodies and overpower grown men that are taller than them and shit like that? It just it just doesn't. It's like, how you like my war it, shorty? It's like I don't I don't think that's a Woolrich the killer's wearing, but the like the movie Dead Tone did commentary for that movie. If y'all want to check that out, the killer in Dead Tone ripped this costume off completely. Everything down to the double bladed axe. I think it was a double bladed axe. It was an axe though. I you know. I remember back in the day, I never understood why why the killer beat the fuck out of the roof of the car, but it's so that he didn't have any leverage to stand on it. I felt so bad for Damon in this scene, man. And of course, she starts the car. Jesus. There's a rope tied to your car, idiot. Yo, I <clears throat> I remember when this scene was over with, I was like, did they really just kill Charlie fucking Conway in this movie? I was making all types of excuses in my head. I was like, nah, he's he's gonna be alright. Now is this Coffee or Foxy Brown that she's watching? Pam Greer, man. Brown. Right past this bridge. I don't see nothing. Are you sure this is it? 
Did you? Probably the same person who killed Michelle Mancini. That's impossible, baby. The police arrested that gas station attendant this afternoon. And Reese, Reese did get on my nerves. Like she's very useful uh, towards the end of the movie, but she gets on my nerves because she doesn't believe shit that this girl is saying. Damon was dead. Come on, Nat. Damon is the best practical joker on this campus. All right. I mean, he once convinced a freshman he was the middle handsome brother just so he can get laid. Okay, the middle handsome brother. Be here enjoying his handiwork? Weekend snowboarding trip. Oh, yeah. Some last fling bachelor party with some high school buddies. Come on. Oh, and scratching on the roof of the car. Don't you guys get it? Come on, it's just like that urban legend. What are you talking about? Come on, Natalie. So I looked at the invisible camera. Like it's it's hard to get around saying the title in this title. You made out with him? Guy steps out of the car and the girl starts to hear these scratching noises on the roof. It's her dead boyfriend hung from a tree. Damon's in the class. He knew the myth, alright? He must have just planned the whole thing out. But I thought it was the only way a girl would ever say that he was hung. Knife bastard. I see what you did there. Isn't there another story about a guy with an axe hiding in a woman's backseat? Hello. My mom still checks the backseat before getting into a car. That's how Michelle Mancini died. Oh, my God. What are you trying to say, Natalie? It's like someone out there is taking all these stories and making them reality. Yeah, let's give it a couple more murders until we can oh, come up with that. question is, what is he going to do next, huh? Maybe put spider eggs in bubble gum or maybe ram a gerbil up a celebrity's ass? <laughs> I feel like you could say anything to Tosh and she would just have that same response. Like, hey, Tosh, you look really nice today. What? I couldn't have a roommate like that because it's like, listen, <clears throat> you're lighting candles, you know, in the daytime that probably aren't even scented. The room's all blacked out. Like, it's time to lighten up. Like, literally. Yeah, she had to hang up that payphone because that lady was just rambling on. I love how that coat she's got on really is doing numbers for that hair. I love the hair on Alicia Witt in this movie, too. We need more library sequences in horror movies. That is a fact. Someone there?
is that did they make that for the movie or is that a real book the encyclopedia of urban legends because i remember when this when this movie came out um like <clears throat> i remember wondering if that was like if that was a real book or not what i found what an early edition of kama sutra with illustrations <laughs> you think parker will get into it <laughs> does he have a choice no yeah, the Kama Sutra books are real though. I remember having like a exactly. not having it, but I remember wow. trying to borrow, faithfully trying to borrow this pocket Kama Sutra book. Somebody I used to be friends with had. Dad, don't tell me something. Maybe that was a little too much information for me to tell y'all here, but <sighs> shut up. This is it. Big ass book, all those pages with that tiny ass print. It happens all the time. <coughs> that would frustrate the hell out of me. I already can't see worth a damn. To warn them, they kill them. That's why I never warn anybody about anything when I drive. Anyway, I gotta go. I got some homework. <laughs> okay, see you later. Bye. Now this was 98. This was when the chat rooms were starting to jump off. I mad that motherfucker's screen name is Gloom for You that she's talking to. <coughs> she looks like she could be uh you know Daniel Harris character in here looks like she could be you know related to Nancy Downs in the craft. Feruza Bulk's character. Tell me what room you are in. Yeah, I know some of the songs on this soundtrack. Sue me. That's one thing, man. If you were a slasher movie, a must was that you had a popping ass soundtrack. Scream, I still feel like, takes the cake. The first two movies, the first three movies, like Creed, What If, fire. But the first two Scream movies, soundtrack, goddamn near top to bottom, bangers. Bangers. But, you know, you gotta have great soundtracks. Oh boy. Yep, yeah, this this is this is happening. This was kind of sad to see, man, because it's like everybody probably was like, "Oh my god, it's Jamie Lloyd from Halloween. She's going to survive, right?" No, she's not. Now, it is very rough to see Danielle Harris get killed in horror movies. Technically, she didn't get killed in Halloween 6. Her character did, but we didn't see it happen to her. Uh, see No Evil 2? Spoiler alert, she does not survive that movie, and I was shocked.
this was fucked up because like it's it's probably one of the most morbid moments in the movie because she's literally being murdered and because she has you know walked in on her fucking before she's like yeah i don't want to do this again that's that's rough yo And again, it, it, it's it's nothing excessively violent or gory or bloody. There's blood after the fact, but they, you know this movie just functions without the gore. They even do that in the second movie. There's really only like one, maybe two big moments of gore in the movie. Like somebody gets their head cut off, and and before that, the the killer pulls. Like she's been, she's had her kidneys removed, and the killer grabs like the incision and peels the skin back, trying to pull her back into the house, and she gets her head cut off. That's gore, and then the dog eats the kidney, and then there's a moment where a rat crawls out of a girl's neck, like a girl's dead body. Other than that, the the sequel doesn't really rely on like a lot of blood and gore, which is unfortunate because I feel like they should have they should have let it rip. They should have upped the ante in the sequel now she really screamed at that aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light sign because the killer forgot to put a question mark there alright bitchy character number whatever Hey, Paul. Man, let's keep pushing up on Paul, Noxima girl. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to talk to her yet. I like Rebecca Gayhart though. I don't like her character in Scream 2. Natalie. Um she's like that sorority type of bougie chick. She actually I remember she was in um she Rebecca Gayhart was in from Dust Till Dawn 3. The concept of the movie is solid as hell. Um, she does get to turn into a vampire with worms that her snakes that come out of her stomach or some shit. No. Natalie, did you know Tosh was manic depressive? She painted half the room black. I had a pretty good idea. There no signs of foul play here. No forced entry. What are you saying? It appears to be tragic suicide. No. Tosh didn't kill herself. There was someone else in that room. I mean, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights for Christ's sake? A very morbid suicide note. Honey, I am so sorry. Are you alright? Of course not. Stupid question. Would have thought she would do something like that. I mean, she's weird and everything, but. Oh shit! And how did I forget Rebecca Gayhart was in Jawbreaker? I loved her in that movie too. She was like the the mean girl turned good girl who wanted to do the right thing after they yeah. killed their friend. I'm just be right I like turned Jawbreaker a lot.
He's like, hey, you mind if uh, I, I get a, I get a little, you know, interview real quick? I know that this is a really bad time for you. <clears throat> May I ask you a couple of questions? Bruh. No, I'm not doing any interviews. Subtlety. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, I don't want to talk about Tosh, okay? I just wanted to know if you could tell me a little bit about this. How did you get that? I contacted Michelle's high school, your high school. Now, why didn't you tell me you knew her? She could exploit her death more than you already have. Right. Hey, look, I'm just doing my job here, okay? What am I supposed to do? Turn my back on a murder? Or, or a suicide? It wasn't a suicide, Paul. What are you talking about? She was murdered. She was murdered just like Michelle, just like Damon. Damn. He's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Paul is so detached from what's going on, honestly. How many guys are going to hit on her in this movie and be like, you, we can go somewhere and talk if you want? saying it's just that the idea of an urban legend serial killer it's a stretch he should have just pulled out his notepad this would make one hell of a story though it's possible yeah it's possible but maybe uh maybe the gas station attendant killed michelle maybe damon snowboard and, and maybe maybe tosh just killed herself Okay. If it is true, why like this? Why now? Tonight's the 25th anniversary. Uh, what's that got to do with anything? The Standing Hall Massacre. Uh, I told you that story is not true. Are you sure? Right. If there's any truth to Stanley Hall, it'd be in here. So this is where you research all your lurid articles? Uh, reality is lurid, all right? I'm only the messenger. Who the fuck is going to sit there and go through that big ass? But that book is bigger than the urban legend encyclopedia. That's weird. 73 is not here. There ain't even no border on that mop. Just dry mopping the stairs, trying to look busy. How long you been working here? I've been there. Too damn long. You know anything about Stanley Hall? I know what you're talking about. Did anyone die there? Now, with Julian Richings' character, they definitely did the whole prom night shit, the original Please. prom night movie, uh, where the janitor groundskeeper know. is a red herring in all of this shit. Damn, snitching. Julian Richings, I, I think I mentioned Wrong Turn. I don't know if I mentioned Cube or not. He's in the movie Cube. If y'all have not seen Cube, it's a 1997 movie. Um, it is, there, There's a Japanese remake of it. I haven't sat through it all the way. Uh, I definitely want to. And there's two sequels after the original movie. 
outside of the remake but cube is is a it is such an underrated gem man and julian richings is in the opening sequence that's all i'll say And the opening sequence he's in, uh, the initiated, y'all know what I'm talking about, but the, for, for those who don't, without spoiling anything, he's in the opening sequence and it clearly is ripped off in the first Resident Evil movie. That's all I'm saying. Isn't it crazy how some shit I'll just blatantly spoil and other things I just try to leave people in suspense about? The ice water is helping, by the way, people. Still got this annoying ass cough, but it is helping. Jump scare. I remember that being in the trailers and the TV spots. That that right there, that was a moment that I feel like they kind of borrowed a little bit from um I know what you did last summer, because there's a moment where Sarah I almost called her Gabrielle Union. Sarah Michelle Geller turns around and the slicker jump scares her. Savvy audience members already knew. Like, that's not even the same axe, bruh. That's not even a double-bladed axe. Let's everybody calm down. Now, I always thought in this scene right here where they're hiding in Wexler's closet, I thought he was going to... I thought uh, uh, Jared Leto was going to kiss her. Selling it, man. That is a prop I use in my folklore class. How can you even suggest that I had anything to do with that girl's death? <sighs> they got the heavyweights in this scene, man. Robert England, Robert Neville, and Loretta Devine. Jesus. Reese, may I have a moment alone with them? <sighs> Natalie, after our talk this morning, I thought I you wouldn't be so goddamn stupid. Look at Paul. He's like, what the Which fuck is this? Since we don't You're a criminal? accept students with a criminal record. Record. As for you, young man, you're off the paper. Effective immediately. Damn. No, no, no. You, you can't do that, okay? Read the charter. The dean can't dictate editorial policy. I didn't fire you. Your editor did. Damn. Have a good weekend. Oh, fuck you, buddy. And he sat back in his chair like, yeah, say something. What was all that about? A hundred years old, but I'll kick y'all ass. We're not exactly talking about running a stop sign here, are we, Natalie? I really don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay, what do you want to talk about? My career options without a body of writing samples? Because for your information, Natalie, they're kind of limited. It was in high school, Paul. It's over. Look, does this have something to do with Michelle Mancini? Hey, I just want to know what's going on here. Because I don't know if I buy it anymore. I don't know if I ever bought it. 
You did. Shut up. You're just mad. You're just saying that. That's the walk away moment between the, the guy and the girl in the movie. Where it's just like, you know what? I don't know why I believed you in the first place. <clears throat> the Pendleton Lumberjacks. That's what the banner said. It's gonna be a wet one out there tonight, folks. The storm is expected to bring four inches of rain and 30 mile per hour winds throughout most of New England. Shit, that's how the last couple days in Philly's been. Like, man, we got some crazy ass rain, what, yesterday and the day before? Um, got a little bit of it today, but I think it was, was it yesterday? It was crazy rain out there. Me and the dog just went out on the back porch and just enjoyed it for a little bit. Now this part, I did think the killer was, was, was on her ass because I'm like, okay, who the fuck just walks in there with the Woolrich hood on like that? And poor Natalie just cracked that window. Like, she's got to pay for that window now. She definitely does. Nothing is going to happen to me. But why do you keep doing this to yourself? She should have jumped through the window and tackled the girl into the pool successfully. Everybody going to the hospital at that point. I knew Michelle Mancini. <coughs> we went to high school together. We hadn't spoken in two years. Why? We were in my car one night. Michelle was driving. A story about the gang high beam initiation. <coughs> she wanted to play a practical joke. Oh, wow, people. I just opened up my phone to um, Facebook real quick. And it says that X and the movie Maxine uh, that takes place after Pearl and X... It said will reportedly be a slasher murder mystery. Let's fucking go Ty West and Mia Goth. Because X, last year, that was definitely, a, I believe that was last year it came out. That was um 10 out of 10 for me. I love that movie, man. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Pearl, I thought it, it was no point in making a prequel to X. I, I no, Not one second did I ask... What happened prior to this? I didn't give a shit. I thought it was unnecessary. I watched it, did commentary for it if y'all want to check it out, and enjoyed the hell out of that as well. So I was like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on Maxine, but a, a slasher murder mystery? He was our age. Ty West, is, he's that guy. By the time the ambulance came, he was already dead. The courts were leaning in with us. We just got probation. Probation and they probably took the NOS tanks out their car too. Then Dominic Toretto should have just showed up at the crime scene like, you can't arrest them. They're family. I guess I couldn't forgive myself for not doing something more to stop it. Oh my god. How awful. 
everyone. I'd have been like, listen, uh, don't tell anybody else this story, all right? Because I'm mad you even told me. come on. You need to relax and have some fun and come to the party, okay? Okay, promise you won't leave me I promise. Unless, of course, I hook up with some cute little blue-eyed journalist, then you might have to stand for yourself. Julian Richings, they just keep they just keep doing this red herring shit, man. He just keeps creeping around. Like I don't know. Is he is he equally as creepy in this movie as he is in the first wrong turn? Oh my God! This this sequence with Robert Neville, man, this is this is it, it's not super bloody or gory, but it is just fucked up, man. He gets it pretty bad. It's quick, kind of quick, kind of. I don't know. He's like, my God, it's a colored person. No, not at all. He's like, I'm a motherfucking gangster. Me too. It wouldn't be a bad idea to add on a few extra guards this weekend, just in case. In case what? Well, after that suicide. Uh, in case I'm the only girl. fucking security now working here. Now locating another student, a boy named Damon Brooks. He's been missing for some days now. Missing? He's not missing. It's the weekend. Probably shacked up in some motel with a girl, or a guy, a farm animal, whatever. Weren't you ever eighteen? Not that kind of 18. Right. <laughs> I don't want you overreacting. Don't contact anyone without my permission. No parents, no police. Is that understood? That motherfucker got warrants. Understood. That's that's why he said it like that. Good night, sir. Right. Now look how fast she walks off. She didn't hear him being attacked? Or did she just not give a fuck? She probably turned around and was like, whoop, not my problem. Not the Achilles. Not the Achilles. Oh my fucking goodness. Any movie where somebody gets their Achilles sliced, it is. Oh god. It's excruciating. Oh god. That was. Oh my god. And it was one of them little little flip knives. Wow. It's very personal to cut somebody's Achilles. Like, what the fuck, man? Killer just ghost riding the whip. Oh. God damn. It's like, well, my job's done. No shit, severe tire damage. It was a little cheesy to do like a close up on or like a you know an upward shot of the severe tire damage shot, but whatever. That's a little reckless though. Getting the dog drunk too. I'd have tapped Parker on the shoulder like like come on bro like what what the fuck are you doing?
That scream? That's an actual cry for help by a girl being murdered. You're kidding me. <laughs> Who are you? The motherfucker from Can't Hardly Wait? Mike Dexter is an asshole. That's exactly who he looks like, though, with a weird haircut. Time he goes a little wacko. This year, off the charts. Well, then we have to call the police right away before it happens again. I already tried. Dean Adams beat me to it. They said he warned him to expect some prank calls tonight. He even gave him our names. So give him some fake names then. Look. Uh, They'd have been like, there are murders on campus? Who's calling? I'd have been like, Staker. Yeah, Mr. Peter Ian Staker. That was like a Hot Fuzz reference. If y'all, if, if y'all haven't seen uh, Hot Fuzz, Simon Pegg was on the phone and he was he was trying to figure out what was going on uh, in the town with the with the swan that was on the loose. And he's like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Staker, Mr. Peter Ian Staker." And he's like, "Piss Taker, come on now." Nothing's gonna happen to you, okay? <clears throat> Took advantage of her vulnerability just to get a kiss. waste any time do you natalie you know what's fucked up me missing two commentaries last week set me back so bad that i am missing the chance to do jennifer's body anniversary commentary today and also cooties anniversary of cooties is today i gotta get my shit together apparently I got a nephew that every, every time he comes in my room, he says that he's like, boo. Shit. <laughs> Did Julian Richings just trip down the steps and break something? I feel like because it's a college campus and Reese feels like she gives off a bit, you know, rent a cop type vibes at times but i you know when she pulls out that gun i forget that she's an officer of the law kind of they fucked wexler's office up what a waste of a good office fireplace in there is gone people 
telling y'all, if if there's enough blood for me to slip on, I'm going to freak the fuck out. God, Parker's a fucking asshole in this moment right here. Paul here, he thinks we should uh, end the party. No, 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 no. Tell everybody why. Why they should go home. There's a killer on campus. Okay, I was about to say, there's a bomb on this bus. And let me guess, this, this killer is, is offing people based on urban legends. I've got a legend that you may or you may not have heard of, Paul. You see, this mediocre Woodward and Bernstein wannabe realizes, shit, I'm going to graduate in a couple of weeks and end up writing gardening tips for Martha Stewart's living. Unless, hang on, hang on. Unless I get a really hot story, you know, something that really flies. I got it. I got it. I'll take advantage of my homicidal instincts, and I'll start killing people in a trendy attention-getting cover story kind of way this is almost you know it just dawned on me that parker is kind of like the stew mocker type of character why don't you have another drink where there's very few moments for him to be taken seriously Who the hell is that driving her to the station? I love how there's just a beer can stuck to the wall behind them. Oh, really? Let's see. The call's coming from inside the house. An urban legend? Am I right? Hello? Hey, don't get shy on me all of a sudden, fuckface. This is the one about the babysitter, right? She's getting those scary, harassing phone calls. Traces them back. They're coming from inside the house, right? But ask why aren't you forgetting something? I'm not babysitting any kids. Wrong legend. This is the one about the old lady who drives her wet dog in the microwave. Is that really a legend or did he just say that? By the way, I hated that you're gonna die tonight line. I'm just like, oh alright. We 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 know what you're doing. And I'm so glad they didn't show this. I mean, they show it for a second, but they didn't go all overboard with it. You you get the gist of what's in there. Ugh. He said hootie. <laughs> he finally taking shit seriously. Damn. This was just 
Overkill, Drano, Pop Rocks, all that shit. Ugh. Now I wonder if the killer planned that or did he just make it up? Like, yeah, I'm gonna take some Pop Rocks and what's over here? Drano, I'm gonna take some of this shit and take some of that. Preach, sister. She had her Thanos moment. I'll do it myself. So let me get this straight. You guys just tried out this new sexual position, and now you're stuck. I'm not stuck. He is. Just relax. Stop clenching. We're stuck in this sexual position, so let's call the radio station so everybody can hear our embarrassment. <coughs> they need to just stop having sex altogether. And I love how you don't hear it, and you barely even see it, but the guy... It's almost like when Bud dies in Halloween 2, how the you know the radio attendant gets killed behind her. I don't know if I said that right. It's on. It is on. This shit was intense, man. This is this is probably no, not even probably. This is up there with the Helen Shivers. I know what you did last summer chase sequence, cause there's just enough glimmer of hope to where you think she's gonna survive. She's doing a performance art piece to commemorate the I love that shot of her her reflection in the killer's like mask where you can't see it. First of all, I'm not running to the station in the rain. That's pneumonia waiting to happen. Oh. Is she trying to slap him to death? Listen, that big ass area where the radio station is at, I'm giving the killer a run for his or her money. If I don't have a weapon, we gon' we gonna get our track team on in that bitch. Look at those stairs. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be running down the stairs. I'm gonna hit the elevator button and I'm gonna run back up the stairs in a different direction. I'm gonna be jumping over railings and shit. You're you're not it's not gonna be easy. I love that part. <laughs> just swings the fucking axe at the elevator doors.
Reese should have turned the radio off. Like, this radio station sucks. This made it even worse. Because her and Natalie can't even get to each other. Help me run, motherfucker. And then she just folded at that point. Yeah, I'm sure they care. Oof. Just golf club swing that last time. Now, again, they could have showed it. They could have showed three whacks to whatever body parts got hit on Sasha, but they didn't show it. He's like, radio station? Okay, let me get my tape recorder and you'll tell me all about it in this interview real quick. I love how his hands are shaking, putting the keys in the door. Whatever happened to the fucking Urban Legend TV series they were supposed to do? Where were you? Running all over campus trying to find <coughs> That was um one of the earlier episodes I did when I first started the show. And I was uh I was actually really interested to do it. I thought that as far as slasher movies go, if it didn't work for Scream to get turned into a series, and I know what you did last summer, damn sure it didn't work as a series. That shit was terrible. Uh, Urban Legend is the one that could probably be the most effective as a TV show. Different legend every other episode or so. I think it could definitely work. Just don't put that shit on CW. Just don't. Don't put nothing on CW. She's like, what? And then just ran right right along with him. All they showed was Sasha's dead hand. Dean Adams can't come to the phone right now. He's currently fucking pancaked over a spike strip. With his Achilles tendon sliced. Oh my god, man. I can't get over That's the most brutal part of the movie. Was the Achilles tendon sliced. What's the worst slice for y'all? Was it Urban Legend? Dean Adams getting the Achilles sliced? Was it Judd from Pet Cemetery? Do you smell something? Josh from... Uh, was that Hostel? That opening kill? That... that you know that asshole dude and there's someone inside your house he gets his achilles sliced in the beginning of that movie that movie's kind of decent man i wish the characters were a lot better but there's someone inside your house it, it was an okay slasher for netflix i like that the killer was had a 3d printer that he or she won't spoil it made their masks of every mask was a face of you know the victim 
like the literal face of the victim. It was very popcornish. Yeah, I'm sorry that I acted like such a jerk about you and Paul. You two like each other. And you should be together. Shorty, do you know people are dead? You think this is the time to talk about this shit? She's like, Paul has a Cracker Jack watch in his... Okay, what are you, twins? They shut the door and sink. Now I'm like tilting my head to see how Wexler was killed. I mean, he is dead. Paul's like, wait, wait, wait. We were just gonna roast some marshmallows. Poor Brenda. Classic trip and fall moment. Brenda! Brenda! Nah, it's time to go. Hey, creepy guy. like all you motherfuckers wear warwishes Creepy motherfucker. Now that one shot of um, <clears throat> when the cars went past each other, it looked like they lo they were losing uh, not losing the light, but you know the complete opposite of that. It looks like daylight was coming. Just had to edit that shot in there. Going, 
<laughs> they just had to scream together like they were cutting a demo. Now, did he die? Cause you don't you don't see him again. He doesn't pop up in a sequel. Even though they have a character like him in the, in the next movie, who's um. I don't know if he's like a, 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 I don't know what the fuck he is. I, I know Eva Mendes calls him a PA, like a producer's assistant or something like that, production assistant. Um, but he is—he's another person that's a red herring, just walking around looking weird. Let's go, Reese. She's strapped, as she should be. No, uh, there's one, literally one security guard for the entire Pendleton University, which makes no goddamn sense. Fucking nasty ass rats. They're not even mice, they big ass rats. I was about to say, what the hell part of the campus is this? But I forgot this is where they were saying Bloody Mary at. It was all boarded up. Renovations, I'm assuming. But you got you, you better get an exterminator in there immediately. It's a mess. It's dirty. Okay, we got automatic doors in here too for for a rundown place is rigged pretty well. Oh god. I'm not gonna lie, um, Damon's body swinging from that rope like that was probably the saddest, one of the saddest movie corpse reveals ever, because it's like, damn, he really is dead. Charlie Conway, people, is gone. And, the, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll wait until the reveal happens. I, I've got questions, people. It's like, oh, all the dead bodies were mangled. Your dead body's in pretty pristine condition. Not to mention she's breathing.
she must pack a hell of a punch, man. people okay listen she does seem like she could be crazy for sure but the 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 size the height like how the fuck is she the killer how did who helped her drag those bodies upstairs robert neville's body joshua jackson's body uh michael rosenbaum's body how did she drag those grown-ass men up those steps does she have like a fucking dolly or you know like one of those uh you know one of those uh you know wheelchair elevator things that that slide up the wall like Miss Deagle from Gremlins? How the fuck how does she pull off this fucking superhuman strength? Now I know a lot of people said the same thing about Scream 5. How was Amber to kill her? How did she kill Dewey and overpower a grown man? How did Jill do it in Scream 4? I, I get it. But this reveal is like the the revenge plot makes sense but just it like her robert england would have been too obvious but i'm just like the love of my life have you found the love of your life yet natalie of course not she's self-involved to bother Pick ring any bells, Matt? Oh my god. Dang, 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 dang. But how did His name was David Edson. That's a bit of a problem for me. Like you kill someone You know, or you're responsible for somebody's death. And you just forget his face? That's, that's the type of shit that would like haunt somebody forever. Oh, what a shitty necklace. I mean, well, Natalie, Natalie's got a point. Like, she's like, bitch, I didn't kill her. What? But you know, guilty by association. She's like, yeah, but you just spit in my eye. You can tell by the eyes. I, listen, uh, Rebecca Gayhart's got nice eyes, but it's it's the way like they get like really big. It gives me um, Glenn Close Fatal Attraction vibes. Don't say you um. Oh dear. The kidney heist. Hmm. You do know mm-hmm. this, don't you, Natalie? Guy gets picked up by a woman at a bar. She takes him back to her hotel room. She fixes him a drink. Boom. He's knocked out. When he wakes up. He's in a bathtub full of ice, and he realizes that one of his kidneys has been removed. And I love that they that's the first legend in um in the sequel. Recipe shout out to Jacinda Barrett from the real world. She's actually the girl that's in that sequence. And like I said, they blow their load pretty quickly in that movie because there isn't a death sequence in the sequel 
that lives up to that moment. I, I love the sequel, but the, the the deaths after that, it's just like, all right, are we gonna get something better, up to par with or better than the kidney heist? Matthew, of course I will. I've got the perfect murder in the trunk of Paul's car. <coughs> Wexler. And there's even some dark humor in that kidney heist scene in the sequel. The girl calls 911, and she's like, I just woke up in a tub full of ice, and the 911 operator finishes her sentence. She's like, don't tell me your kidney's been removed. Yeah, right. Or whatever she says. Now, I'm sorry, but I don't have any anesthesia. I guess you'll just have to bite down real hard on that gag and hope that you go into shock soon enough. Please don't do this. Don't you want to be an urban legend? All your friends are now. She bit the shit out of her. Was that foreshadowing that she was going to be bitten, you know, eaten to death in The Walking Dead? Alicia Witt? Hmm. Fuck. Oh, God. Ugh. That is fucked up. Uh, yeah, could you could you untie me first? The fuck? <coughs> Little bit of a scuffle here. You know, I wasn't expecting John Wick fight choreography. Obviously, John Wick wasn't out back then, but it was over pretty quick. Boom! Just shot her. It's over. Just that. Just like that. In the essence of time. No, Natalie. But it will bring a devastated little ball right into my arms. I'll have him, and he'll have his sir. What did you think, Natalie? I was gonna let you take two men out of my life. Paul, don't give a shit about you, girl. Very well done. I couldn't have planned it better myself. Really? Oh yeah. I thought I was screwed after Natalie here fucked it up for me with a Dean. But this, this is just what I need. If you think so, okay? I'm listening. Well, I need some details for my article. You know about how Wexler did each one? Details only you could give me. Would be great for your career. And we would be so fucking hot together, Paul. Jesus, I believed her when she said that. She was digmatized and she didn't even get a whiff of it yet. So why don't you give me the gun? I'll take care of the rest. You're cute, Paul. But you're not that fucking cute. Now, which one of you do I kill first? Eenie? Meanie? He didn't sweet talk her enough. I hate. I, I I love the red divine. I just hated how she dropped back down like that. What kind of 
Again, I've got questions. How the fuck did that drop right there? That's not no that's not no punk ass drop right there. That's not sweet. She would have broke something, had the wind knocked out of her, maybe had a concussion. Shoulder blade knocked out of place, you know, something snapped. And she just ends up in the back seat of the car again. That is, um. She got stabbed and shot. It's a story to go back to the hood and tell. But it's like, that's an episode um, topic. What are the most unbelievable killer reveals in movies? Because this is definitely up there. As much as I love this movie, that shit's up there. It'll change a little from person to person, of course. Brenda will become a guy. And you'll become a cop. He's like, huh, I like that. And I will not be some insane asylum. Not bad. So if this is an urban legend, at what point do we get to the twist? That was a nice little meta moment right there. Uh-oh. He's like, God damn, that hurt. He's able to keep driving. Like, ain't no, ain't no fucking way she got up after that. And that, listen, okay, man, like, okay, the, the the fall out the fucking window was one thing. Maybe she could survive that, but flying through that windshield and into the water like that, like, come on, man. Because she's not dead, people. Spoiler alert, uh, she is not dead. She's, she's even in the second fucking movie. And I don't know why they didn't follow that shit up. But, like, come on, man. Like, y'all, it's kind of like the Halloween resurrection explanation. You mean to tell me a fucking paramedic that wasn't Michael Myers flew through a windshield, got a, you know, got pinned between a tree and a corner van and survived all that shit? Oh. Thing of it is, they never found the body. It wasn't there. What the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Bullshit. Happened right here at Ashton. I swear to God. Yeah, it's a stupid story here at every campus in the North. Whoa, exactly. you you definitely play a guitar with no shoes on and smoke jays in the woods. Think about it. Who would enroll and murder you? Yeah, and, and you know what? Natalie. She's my old roommate's cousin. <laughs> Alright, fake Dion Richmond. <laughs> Look, does anybody here believe me? Not a chance, no. I believe you. That pen should have been Boris's pen from GoldenEye. The three clicks. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, listen up, guys. Because this is how the story really goes. And then she just takes that ribbon off her neck and her head falls off. That was actually in one of Alvin Schwartz's books. I think it was in a dark, dark room. The girl, the girl had a, um, you know, when the guy met her back in the day, she always wore that ribbon. And then when she was on her deathbed, she's like, just do me one favor, take the ribbon off. And he took it off and her fucking head fell off. 
Now, is that considered an urban legend or not? I, I really don't know, people, but we have survived the series of urban legends at Pendleton University. And um, I think we got our double feature for tonight with this and uh, the roommate. Now, people, I'm just going to go ahead out and say it. This is a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, strong 9 out of 10. What keeps it from a 10? Uh, Alicia Witt, as much as I love her, she, she, you know, I know she's going through a lot here, but it does get a bit whiny at some points, and it's like, okay, I need you to whoop ass. Even Lori Stroh whined a lot and complained a lot, <coughs> excuse me, in the um, original Halloween movie, but she was resourceful. You know, that's what got her to upper hand against Michael Myers in that movie. Um, Nancy Thompson, you know, she whines a lot. Uh, Sydney Prescott, Julie James, they all whine a lot, but they get to do a, a bit more. They're, they're a bit more hands-on in the movies and they did kind of make natalie out to be more of a damsel in distress than a, than a badass final girl but i feel like at the time you know in 98 post scream we didn't get like the samara weavings and ready or not type of final girls and shit like that the ones that are you know toting heavy machinery and blunt objects and all that type of shit we didn't really get we got it but it wasn't super common at the time so i understand why her character is the way that character is and um the reveal like the reveal was it was it unbelievable yeah a lot of it's unbelievable man and like you mean like rebecca gayhart's frail ass was doing you know and I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her frame but i'm just saying the size difference between her and the majority of people she murdered the only people in this movie i feel like she could have successfully taken down was probably tosh uh, daniel harris's character and um sasha you know, uh, Tara Reed's character, man. Other than that, you are murdering, murderlating these grown-ass men in this movie, man. And then when she reveals herself, I'm just like, huh? Like, for real? Like, like th there's no way. But I, I'll give it a pass. My complaints for this are very small. I think the direction, like I said, the less is more aspect they took to the violence, the creativity that they that they put forth towards this movie to make it stand out from the average, you know, post-scream slasher that was trying to just rip it off. It is not a rip-off. Like I said, Jamie Blanks deserves more credit as a director, especially because he not only did this, but in 2001 gave us Valentine. So he's got two underrated really well-crafted slasher movies under the belt and when i say well-crafted i gotta shout out uh silvio horta on the script this is pretty well written man i think the dialogue is pretty solid there's not really a bad performance in this movie you can kind of count julian richings but i like julian richings he's meant to be that creepy red herring like i said that prom night landskeeper janitor type of character man it's solid but as far as the cast everybody did their thing here man like i said jared leto you know rebecca gayhart alicia with mike rosenbaum loretta Devine, like not to mention the heavyweights here loretta divine john neville uh, was i calling that motherfucker robert neville all this time i definitely was i think i was and robert neville is the fucking name of the guy in i am legend like what am i thinking about i called him rob john neville people um is the guy's name and uh rest in peace shout out to him i had i had forgot that he passed away in 2011 rest in peace shout out to john neville him and robert england as the heavyweights and then you got um you know horror royalty who's all you know people that are also horror, horror royalty like uh daniel harris and then you know shout out to natasha gregson wagner and joshua jackson everybody that was involved and and brad dorf how can i fucking forget about brad dorf even though he's only in one sequence of this movie like i said he's got one of if not the best line in the entire movie is pretty chilling and um 
you know, at, at the killer's costume. Let me say something about the costume. It, it's it's not bad. It definitely stands out. It stands out in comparison to a lot of the other costumes we've seen. It's not a lot to it, but it definitely adds its own little flavor to this series. And it's really weird because I don't, you know, I don't know what the decision was behind, the, you know, the costume in the sequel. But like I said, it's kind of a blatant ripoff for graduation day. It's a, it looks like a fencing mask. It could arguably be a microphone type of mask, but it is a fencing mask. The same one that looks like they used in graduation day. And then the motherfucker's got a leather trench coat on. I can only imagine how hot that killer was like throughout, like probably sweating his ass off in there. But the costume's fine. Like I said, they ripped it off entirely. Everything down to the weapon in the movie Dead Tone. But that's another fun slasher movie, man. But yeah, it's it's a strong 9 out of 10 for me, man. Shout out to, um, almost called the director, Jared Little. I need to get my shit together. We need to wrap this up, people, because clearly I'm going a little cuckoo chew right now. Shout out to Jamie Blanks is what I was going to say, people. And y'all already know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Spotify for podcasters. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for Meryl Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. I'm looking at this list again, man. I feel like I want to do happy belated anniversary commentary for Cooties tomorrow. But, um, you know, being as though we got two, like, horror and you know thriller commentaries i'm dropping tonight with these i feel like maybe we'll switch it up a little bit maybe we'll do a little bit of a i don't know i need something more uplifting i don't want any i don't want any more bodies to drop in these commentaries i don't know but we definitely got three to get out the way this week which means i'm thinking tuesday wednesday uh tuesday wednesday and friday maybe thursday be a trailer day and something like that but i really i I said i don't want to do see no bodies dropping with the commentaries i do want to do 187 with samuel jackson that's still on the back to school theme list um sister act two might be sister act two people it might be a joyful joyful oh lord we adore the type of commentary day tomorrow it depends on how much uh caffeine depends on how much coffee is up in the system tomorrow we'll see I'll surprise everybody. How about that, people? Because y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.